2: Begins.
3: Good morning football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
1: Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live here in New York City. It's Monday, November 20th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Grant, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. It was a game to watch last night. A lot of implications on Sunday Night Football, Kyle. It's time for the law. I
3: think we should go to it. They were very excited for this game in Denver. The team is winning. It's prime time. It's home. It's Peyton, it's Russ. And the face of the NFL, Joshua yep. Dobbs, owning the NFL's longest win streak. Five straight games with a touchdown for Cortland Sutton, who's in the crowd, who's going nuts. Broncos win. Broncos win they stare down Dobbs and Jefferson on the sideline and Russ says come on man come on man Russ you got it going Peyton's got it going they are now five and five like a phoenix from the ashes let's hear from the QB1 of the Denver Broncos after a dub on Sunday night. What really matters about this game, and I think you know, winning this game on Sunday night football and everything else, is, just shows who we can be and who we are. You know, you got to be a great team. You, you got to be able to to win the games you should win, but you also got to be able to win the games that are, have been tough throughout the whole day, and the, the games that it, it looks dark for a little bit. You just come through it, and that's what's really key. So I, I think the most important thing for us, we got to stay humble. and We got to stay hungry.
1: So, the Broncos came up huge on Sunday Night Football. With that win, they halted the Vikings' win streak. That was at five entering that game, and now they take ownership of the longest active win streak in the league right now with four straight. Both the Browns and the Texans, really unforeseen teams also on win streaks, but here we are. Comeback win from Russ and the Broncos at home in primetime. Peter, speak on it.
4: One in five. Everyone's writing him off. They decide not to trade Jerry Judy. They decide not to trade Patrick Sertan. They Mm -hmm. decide not to trade Cortland Sutton. Mm -hmm. They give up 70 points in a game. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson's stinking it up. Everyone's wondering if Stidham's going to go in. Jamie, started the show saying uh, Kyle usually wears a jersey in the morning. Uh You're wearing your Brock Purdy. You've got your awesome browns. Ryan Rivera, best in the business. Bring him out. Peter, you don't do this. Peter, you don't do this. Oh, yeah, Peter. Come on. Orange
1: crush! What did you do?
4: Come on. (laughs) Come on. This feels amazing. Yeah. Russ is back, baby! And so are the Broncos! Five and five, right in the thick of this thing. <laughs> Everything against them, chip stacked, down. they're just chipping away, chipping away. I'm proud to wear a Russell Wilson jersey this morning. They were one and five, they're five and five, they're rolling. If you don't know the backstory, I took the Broncos to make the playoffs before this season, yeah. and I hear about it every single morning from September to October to early November. Mm-hmm. And now that we're turning the corner near Thanksgiving, I'm going to proudly wear this Broncos jersey. I might adapt them as my team. They're going to be your team? Mm. My team. Fine. No. My Broncos. This is also, Peter it's
3: not go. just the playoffs. They did say we. did you also hand out some hardware <laughs> to them for the I second did. year in a row?
4: I did. Sean Payton was my pick for coach of the year. Give up 70 points. They're <laughs> losing to the Jets. Uh-huh. Everyone's laughing. That's, that's the old, old news. Oh, but that's, that's what makes news. the story. That's why we're here. It's yes. all, it all scripted. Mm. Jason, I don't know where you're going from here, but I'm wearing a Rust jersey, and it feels pretty good. Did the, you hit Sean Payton
5: up? Like, buddy, I need you. Like, uh, one in five. I picked you for things. Yeah. Like, come on now. Talk to the team. Let's it. I said, said
4: trade that Cortland Sutton for 60 cents on the dollar. Let's look to <laughs> next year.
5: No, no. He <laughs> was 10 toes
4: down on Cortland Sutton. I was maybe not. Were a little
3: nervous as you were putting the jersey on? Is it going to fit? Yes. Did you need the large
2: I, know, I, I mean can't you just I get the have the sack size sober I had
3: the large as well That Hudson news it looks like the <laughs> looks like the the <laughs> oasis when you oh. walk on <gasps> it's a piece it of firewood can't it's say no sharp <laughs> uh, cobalt I'll get the dried
5: fruit four of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: That's good. Uh, well, sour f- apples, not dried fruit. <laughs> yeah, those are Troleos. Those are troleos Go ahead, Jason, talk about the with game. The sour sugar.
5: Trump payne, he walked in somebody's office, it was Vance Joseph, and they have figured things mm. out on defense. You're talking about Russ. The only person I think that's walking around prouder or chest more poked out is Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. The last three games they've been able to win 12 takeaways in those three games. Think about the Buffalo Bills. First play of the game, McMillan rips it out of James Cook's yeah. hands. Third play of the game last sure. night, Josh Dobbs fumbles, McMillan picks the ball up, Broncos ball. The fumble that they forced on Alexander Madison was huge. That was a point where the Vikings are driving in the third quarter, getting ready to go up possibly 24-9, to which almost could have been a dagger late in that game. They forced that fumble, and McMillan comes up with a fourth-quarter interception. But I don't think nothing was more impressive than... Dobbs gets the ball back. There's a minute and three seconds yeah. to go in the time? game. Three a timeouts. field goal wins it. Three timeouts, and all you need is a field goal. So you're thinking right there for Dobbs, the, the face of the NFL, of course he's going to be able to do this. Eight plays, negative four yards, oh turnover on downs. The Broncos win the game. So I've been so impressed with Vance Joseph. You mentioned the 70-point game. Everything was going wrong for the Broncos and their defense. We were talking about Russ is playing all right. It's the defense that's letting them down. They turned it around. They're getting pressured. They're making plays. And that's why they're on this win streak that they're on.
3: Yeah, I I think this is a Peyton thing. I, I really do. I went back and looked at the post-Dolphins press conference that he had when they had given up 70, it was unbelievable. He was ashen, he was angry, he talked about how embarrassing it was to look at. And you think, that's rock bottom. But they had rock bottom early. You can do it early, you can climb out of that if you have the right coach. The best testament to the Broncos right now is like they have really a similar lineup to last year. I mean, it's, it's all the guys that were out there. That guy wasn't there. Russ was there. Cortland Sutton was there. You can go up and down the lineup. They didn't make massive changes to the lineup when he came in. Here and there, sure. I think it's coaching. And, like, it is all the cliches that you hear and maybe you roll your eyes at about culture and accountability. And how many segments did we do about we're not wearing bucket hats on the sideline, we're not doing it. All right, fine. It seemed like a lot of the time. He's made a huge difference. That place was rocking last night. You believed in Russ, you believed in the defense. I think it's coaching, I think it's culture change, I think it's all that identity, identity. It's just, it's it's coaching erotica. It's everything you teach these high school coaches. Peyton's made a massive difference. Peter, don't laugh at Coach of the Year. I know there's some great things going on in Houston, yep. and Minnesota, and Detroit, but if you were to start one in five, and you were to be in the playoffs, that doesn't happen. That yeah. is very, very rare, and mm-hmm. that is coaching. I listen. Russ has been very really true. good. It's fun to watch him. It feels like it's eight years ago. The Peyton experience is massive and when you watch. To this the team.
4: culture point, they did make some move. When you cut Randy Gregory, mm-hmm. and get out of here. Get and out. you yeah. and you're like, hey, Frank Clark, like I, we Frank signed Clark, you for a big deal. Great player, two-time Super Bowl champion. It's not working here. I know. Not a lot of coaches would have the courage to do that. Not a lot of coaches would have the clout to do that. But Peyton's like, hey, this is my building and we're going to clean it up. They did it and it's working.
1: Sean Payton did the very jarring thing for us all, which is he talked the talk very early Mm -hmm. and we were all kind of cringy. We're like, why'd you do that? Don't do that. And it took a long time to finally be able to walk the walk. And it seems like he has gotten his team to a point Mm -hmm. where he wants them playing that way. We'll talk about the Vikings as well, because that game last night had massive implications really for both conferences, Mm. uh, AFC and NFC, and where the Vikings find themselves as well. But until then... And we also have Monday Night Football to look forward to. And some information from Ian Rappaport, our NFL Network Insider. Ian, good morning to you. So, Ian, Geno Smith missed some time in the loss to the Rams on Saturday. He was able to come back for that final drive attempt. But what's going on with the Seahawks quarterback?
6: Yeah, Geno Smith is dealing with a bruise to the back of his elbow, essentially the tricep area. This is according to Pete Carroll post-game. Now, the fact that Geno Smith was able to get back in the game, of course, Drew Locke is back up, played most of the second half. Gino get back for got back for the final drive. That is a good sign. The issue here really is timing. They have a short week. They play on Thanksgiving and Pete Carroll said postgame. He simply did not know if the back of the elbow, which blew up a little bit on Gino yesterday, would allow him to be back on the field. So obviously that is a big one. We are going to be tracking in the immediate future. Joey Bosa, the star pass rusher for the Los Angeles Chargers and a brutal, brutal loss for the Chargers. He went out pretty early with a foot injury, was quickly ruled out, which is usually a bad sign however x-rays were negative that is a good indication right there does not seem to be an achilles more likely a foot sprain we'll see though how severe he's gonna have an mri today just to determine how long he is going to be out the injury not always as bad as the reaction i would also put aaron jones the standout running back for the green bay packers in the same category also out quickly ruled out he had a knee injury his reaction was also brutal. We talked to reporters post game. He said the initial test ruled out an ACL tear. That is positive. He's going to have an MRI today. Coach Malifor saying his belief based on their testing was that it's not nearly as serious as they anticipated the fact that Jones was able to get out there and stand on the sideline. That is a good thing as well. And some non-injury news. Joe Flacco. I know you guys were looking for a Joe. I think it was Kyle looking for a Joe Flacco Browns jersey. I don't know if you can get one just yet. He hasn't officially signed, but he is expected to sign with the practice squad. That should be this morning, just to bolster that quarterback room a little bit. Remember, it worked out for the team on Friday. It was good. He is expected to sign. So perhaps after it becomes official, Kyle can get that very coveted Joe Flacco Browns jersey.
3: I'm into it, thank you. In the meantime, I have my uh, my Patrick Ewing Supersonics jersey. Here so it is. to wear that, and I'm ready. Thank you, Ian. Thank you very much. <laughs> <There we go>. <laughs> Ian <laughs> like that.
1: Rap sheet, thanks. Guys, thankful for you, as always. We're counting down the days to the John Madden Thanksgiving celebration. You can watch Packers-Lions, 1230, then on Fox, and then Commanders-Cowboys, 430 on CBS, and you can finish your day off with Nightcap 49ers Seahawks, 820 p.m. on NBC Really good lineup for halftime shows as well if you're interested. You can stream all those games on NFL+. Plus. I'm I'm, I'm predict- I, I think we should move the food to the Friday just to watch football all day Thursday. I'm, really? I'm like, all good. for that. Yes. Ooh, that me,
5: I, 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 I'm, I'm all for that. We'll kick things off, though, right here on NFL Network, our show, Good Morning Football, you guys know, followed by Rich Eisen, and everybody on the NFL Game Day morning crew. Stay updated on the day's action with NFL Game Day highlights and wrap it all up with Game Day Final at come the on, very end. Baby. Just click at the NFL Network and keep it there all day long.
1: Busy, busy, still to come on our show, which plays from yesterday were so beautiful that you want to grab them, rewind it, and play it again. <laughs>
3: Ian just texted me. He goes, Ewan didn't really play for the Sonics, did he? Yes, he did. Come on! He did. He also played for the Orlando Magic. Sorry to out you like that, Ian, but it's it's okay. The Browns pull off the last second with the rookie quarterback. We'll have all the highlights next. Peter, what do you got? Ian's got the Elajuan Raptors. Oh, I like the Elajuan Raptors. That's what he's got, yeah. Jack
0: Celtics, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
3: yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He do not care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the
7: Olympics. He's going to guard. And then on I'm top not of that.
2: like that. See that?
7: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome
4: Sam Casella to Point Game. I remember you came in my room crying tears. Crying tears. <laughs> I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
0: what you know? I told you? I said, I said, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't admit it?
2: Begins.
4: Good morning, football, Jets and Bills. Late afternoon game in Buffalo. We know the storyline here. All Bills in this game. I'll tell you what, that Joe Brady
5: offense is pretty good. Oh
3: yeah, he says heck yeah.
4: it up in there.
5: <laughs> 32 to 6. We didn't show uh, Wilson getting uh,
4: saved by Salah.
5: Yeah, there goes Antonio Fierce. He's trying to figure out a way to remain undefeated as a head coach. Tua Tungvalo, off the bye week, trying to get back on track for the Miami Dolphins. Well, there's one way to get back on track. Throw the ball to Tyreek Hill as the Dolphins go on to win 20 to 13. They are 5-0 at home this season.
1: All right, Texans, Cardinals. That's a rookie who leads the league in passing yards per game and passer rating. A rookie quarterback indeed. T.J. Stroud, it was a good game. D'Amico Ryans, Texans 6-4. They beat the Cardinals 21-16. to T.J. Stroud
3: cooking. T.J. Stroud. Steelers, Browns, we're in Cleveland. Nick Chubb's there. They don't have him. Deshaun Watson's is there they don't have him guess who they have doomsday whose oh. name is oh my god don't do that miles dtr <laughs> rough outing against pittsburgh last time but this one totally different the browns beat pittsburgh with that dude we're going to talk about him more later all kinds of emotions coming from him cleveland's seven and three friends seven and three with a 13 10 gut check Let's go to the guy uh, I call Doomsday, who's the guy that killed Superman, I think, in the comics. What does he have to say about his young quarterback after that big win?
2: He's only con- going to continue to get better. You know, the, the guy loves to hell out the game. He focuses on his craft. He's very very insightful and is you know, always looking forward to, to, to listen to guys and his elders to you know, get new information. You know, he's you know, gathering information from all of us, defense, offense. You know, he, he wants to be you know, the very best he can be. And he showed it, you know, making plays down the stretch, putting throws on the money and leading us down the field to to get that uh, that field goal. The guy is only going to continue to, to grow as a, as a person, a player, and a leader on this team.
1: The Browns' experience right now is crazy. That's their fifth win in the last half a dozen games, yet they lost to major, major players along the way this season. So many injuries, Peter. Do the Browns operate moving forward behind the rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson in terms of their division, their conference, or is this going to become a Joe Flacco experience because of how good the defense is?
7: Well,
4: we'll see. I mean, Flacco's there now, and maybe Flacco gives them a better look if they think so. But I think you have to ride DTR. And Mm. what yesterday's game was is how the Browns are going to win games Mm -hmm. and how the Browns are going to make the playoffs. Look, they got seven wins. I think if you win nine or ten, you're probably in this year. Maybe you got to say you got to win three more. And that gets you in as a wild card. But I think the Browns have bigger aspirations than that. I think they might want to go win the division. The defense is so good. And when you needed a drive yesterday, this kid who struggled all game long and was against that Steelers defense, he stepped up. He was there. And in the fourth quarter, he was making plays. Kyle, you're doing the highlight. Like, the first time that he was out there against the Ravens, there was no confidence. There was no, hey, let me take us down there. He made the plays they needed. Now, if you've watched this game or you were at this game, and I know a lot of Cleveland fans were there, What's on the screen doesn't really tell the story. This place was rocking. Mm-hmm. Before the game, Nick Chubb comes out. They announce him for the first time since we've seen him. Before the game, they do a an annu- uh, weekly tradition where they smash a guitar. It's a rock and roll hall of fame. They bring out a celebrity fan. Like, Jim Donovan, the voice of the Browns, is their radio guy, has been battling leukemia since week one. Okay. He hasn't been doing games. They bring him out there. He comes out there. The place is in absolute pandemonium. He smashes the guitar, Mm. and then sure enough, he's on the call of the game. They get all the way down. Take a listen to this play-by-play call by the great Jim Donovan from the Browns for the field goal from Dustin Hopkins.
3: Five seconds to go. Here we go. Hewlett ready to put the ball back. Waiting. Steps it back. Ball down. Hopkins into it. Flag down. Kick is up, and the kick. Sorry.
4: You back: awesome. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome call, awesome moment. And Jim Donovan's back in the booth calling the games. Like, there's something happening in Cleveland where maybe us in New York and everyone watching is like, oh, that's ugly football. Yeah that's their football. That's how they play, and the emotions almost took that place to a different than playing last night.
5: You're absolutely right. Ugly football, and I think DTR is going to be the quarterback for them because they're not going to ask him to do a lot, and they didn't yesterday. He made that drive at the end of the game to put him in position to win the game, but it's going to be led by the defense, and the face of the franchise is Miles Garrett leading the NFL and sacks right now. And you look at the way they played that game. They gave up zero points in the first half to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The last seven drives for the Steelers was five punts, a field goal, and the last Play of the game with two seconds left. So it's going to be up to the defense to lead the way for them. They're giving up the fewest of, uh, amount of yards per game since the 2008 Steelers, who took their team to the Super Bowl. So you're looking at this Browns team. They still have their hopes alive. To your point, they're chasing the Ravens to get at top of the division. And they believe when they're in any of these games, it's going to be an ugly game. And they know how to win the ugly ones because of what they have on defense.
3: Yeah, I think I have to credit Kevin Stefanski, too. The decision to go with the rookie quarterback I yeah. think was really cool. Deshaun Watson lightning strike comes out of nowhere, and you think, all right, you have P.J. Walker. He's been around. You just go with him. Not only does he say, no, we know what we're doing. We're going to put out D.T.R. He does it in spite of the appearance last one against Baltimore, which was just abysmal and difficult. But just all these interceptions, and I think it raised some eyebrows. You're like, go get someone. You're going to really put him out there against T.J. Watt and Highsmith. Of course, credit to the quarterback, but also credit for the coach for saying, like, I know my guys, yeah. I'm going to make this decision. They scored 13 points. Who cares? The guy was composed. It was obviously the right choice. But Peter said, there's seven and three. <laughs> Can we just pull up these tasty, salty uh, playoff standings as we go? They look great right now. Right? There's seven. So just play it out. Most likely, if the Browns finish three and four, They're still going to be looking at the playoffs. That is the luxury of having a great record. You got guys nipping at their heels. Now it gets interesting. Next week, the matchup couldn't be cooler. Next week, Cleveland goes to Denver. Mm. So like we're in. We're 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 hot. We got storylines. We are all over that. But seven and three, you are wealthy. Gosh, do not
4: think of Elway versus Bernie Kosar and the drive. Unbelievable. So in Denver, in Mile High.
3: So good. They're right over Houston at 6-4, and four, yeah. but Denver's coming. I'm thinking of all that old Cleveland-Denvers. So it's going to be great. We'll talk about it all week. Great win for the Browns. You
1: guys remember this time last year, we were talking about fan bases that we should, like, fear being at the Super Bowl together? Sure. And the one Philly we, and the, Buffalo. Philly and Buffalo. Yeah. That the was the one we end. cooked yeah. up. yeah. We should make a top five fan bases that Vegas should fear, and I think I would put Browns. I would put the Browns on yeah, it on that list. It's been a minute, been a minute. Yeah. and Vegas. There's yeah. just something about Vegas that would.
5: What if it's matched up against the Lions?
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. That's exactly what we I am going. We could be
3: looking at a matchup this year. You know, there's this group of teams that has <laughs> never, never been to a yeah. Super Bowl. Never, never, never mind one. Haven't even. Been. And there's a lot of them, yeah. and they're good right now. Yeah, they're Detroit, really good. Cleveland jumped to the top.
4: I'm laughing because um, <laughs> over the weekend in Vegas, I had the F1, and it was all the yeah. richest people in the world in the paddock, and it's all the celebrities and everyone's hobnobbing. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl, NFL is going to give us Cleveland and Detroit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right, it was Peter Schrager, I believe, last week that said, do the commanders have a guy? And is his name Sam Howell? This guy's
4: toughest. Think yeah, about like it. Howell. Just
1: consider it because he had been playing great. But you know who else did? Tommy DeVito. The
5: Giants. Under
1: 30, seven. I know. Oh. Uh, no chicken awesome. parm, no nothing. Don't worry, you'll see more Tommy DeVito. And good morning, good
5: win. There were a lot of interceptions by that Giants defense in that one. Buccaneers 49ers. There's Brock Purdy coming off that Jaguars win. Purdy is fired up. They go on to win this one 27-40. The 49ers looked good.
4: Seahawks, Rams. Remember, the Rams beat the Seahawks in Seattle week one. Stafford and the Rams were valiant. Stafford got the crap kicked out of them also and stood there and stood in the pocket.
3: Rams win. They're alive. They are. Here's the two teams, one knows how to win, one has no idea. But Justin Fields is back, and that's <laughs> exciting, and he played really well. Jared Goff did not have a day yesterday. In fact, he threw three interceptions for the first time in four years. It just seemed like it wasn't his day, it seemed like it wasn't the Lions, they just didn't have it. They were flat as hell, crowd was super disappointed, and yet, guys, inexplicably, the Bears lose. Paraphrasing that guy afterwards, he said, honestly, we should have won this game, no kidding. Campbell gets the win again. They were kind of a stinker and they still got the dub. That's what teams do though, right Dan, because it's 26 26 points for the Bears was not enough. Listen, you guys want some Dan Campbell on a Monday morning yep. victorious afterwards. Wake up. Okay, just ear muffs. Here we go. Go ahead, coach. <laughs> hey, hey,
2: hey, 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 you guys, holy. We are a resilient team, gentlemen. We are resilient. We're going to find a way to win. They freaking came out and they fought us, but we fought hard.
1: You really cannot make some of this stuff up. You can't. The Lions are now winners of six of their last seven games. They are off to their second best start through 11 weeks since 1950. And when you were doing that highlight, Kyle, and I had to put myself back yesterday watching that game, they were down a dozen points with four minutes left to play, a yeah. dozen, and yet still, I don't know who that's more on. Is it the Bears, the Lions? Jason, it did not look good for 55 minutes, yeah. uh, but the Lions were able to, to get it done. Where do you go when you watch that again? Kyle
5: mentioned the Bears don't know how to win, no. and one thing we always used to say in New England, in order to win, you have to keep from losing. You can't make the plays or not make the plays that lead to losing that game, and that's what the Bears did, but give the Lions credit. They took advantage of it. You talked about God to three interceptions. Should have four with one being a pick six, but They dropped the ball. It was not pretty. But show show me the Lions tweet at the end of the game of what they showed everybody. You said it. They were down 12. What is that? Fourth quarter. And it says this win probability. The Bears right there. 98% win probability. Lions letting never out of the fight. They were confident. They're a team that is learning and knowing how to win right now. And they figured it out in that game. And and historically, the Lions would find a way to lose that game. Mm
4: -hmm. That's the difference. It's the culture of the team. It feels different where they get the ball, they're down 12, Jamie, to your point. It's like, it's not done yet. This is a game that in the last 40 years, the Lions would not only lose, but they would probably come right up to that Montgomery touchdown and then lose it that way and fumble the ball away. Mm -hmm. There's also something very interesting going on. There's like little different fun pop culture zeitgeist things happening with the Lions. You've got obviously Campbell, who everyone absolutely loves. You've got all these different Anzalone fans with the long blonde hair and now there's the Jamison Williams McFlurry on a cheeseburger. Yeah. Oh yeah, what is seen this? Yes. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> Jamison Williams played awesome. I was like, this is how he eats after games. He puts a McFlurry on top of a cheeseburger and he eats them together. It's taking off in Detroit. Detroit fans were sharing all their photos of them celebrating. There's ketchup, there's ice cream, mm-hmm. there's fixins, there's cheese, there's meat. Jamie, all due respect to the Friday food mashup, you have been trump carded by this guy right here, Jameson Williams. I I kind of am in, and Thanksgiving's coming up, and I'm not a huge dry turkey guy. <laughs> May I suggest we bring in? Yes. Some mashups from Detroit, a little McFlurry on a cheeseburger with ketchup and mustard and all the.
1: Pickles. On Thursday morning, on Thursday. Yes. Morning. It's a Thursday takedown of the cheeseburger with the McFlurry on top and the Oreo. He's a genius. I am in Peter. Yes
3: Yeah, Jamie points out the important distinction. It's not an M&M
5: McFlurry. It is the Oreo
1: McFlurry.
5: (laughs) Jason. Oreos on a cheeseburger. Uh, yeah, you, you're in? That looks I'm good? I'm
1: absolutely in. I, I'm not about yeah. the condiments, but if a oh. McClury is considered a condiment...
3: Mm.
5: To be young again. That looks. One sick. of the yeah. fastest players in the sport. Yes, to be young That's again. That's what he eats after games. Peter and I drank Pepsi with hot sauce in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I, think, I was out on that. Pepsi. Sure.
3: You mentioned the improbability. <laughs> I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be in on that. Like, you're going to be in on that? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Well, no, you brought it up. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. All right, so listen. The, these stats come up. Since the merger, okay... <laughs> talk about it. There have been... 61 times they counted them up, where a team holds the ball for 40 minutes and has four takeaways. The Bears did that yesterday. They are the first team ever to lose in regulation. Mm. It's never happened before, only in losses in overtime. And yet, the win is in the content consumers. What have I said? Over the next couple of months, (laughs) the most underrated storyline by far is what Justin Fields' relationship is going to be with the Chicago Bears. And yesterday was perfect for that quagmire of situation. Meaning, He played really well, and they lost. Guys, they're going to have the number one pick, I think. Again, there are quarterbacks to be had. There are a lot. Are they sticking with Justin Fields again? He's 6-26 as a starter, all right? So I tweeted this out yesterday. Splashy game by Fields, and they lose. I still have no idea what their future is, and I don't think the Bears do either people are pissed (laughs) that that loss wasn't about fields that fields was great guys i know that it's bigger (laughs) things that work here they're going to be sitting there looking at these quote-unquote generational quarterback prospects and looking to either a pass on them or inexplicably trade the number one overall pick for the second Second year in a row are you sure that you want to stick with him i don't think the bears know i don't think i know he played his way into the future yesterday he's one for one but he's got several more games to do it. I think if he's bad, I think they're gonna move on and take a quarterback. If he plays like we did yesterday and they lose the rest of their games, they're not drafting a quarterback. They're not gonna do it. This organization is old fashioned. They are stubborn. They will try to make this work if he plays like that. It's just nuts. Just watch this every single week because he's going to be good and they're going to be bad, and I don't know where it comes out. Mm. And
1: the content king continues. It's amazing. It this is amazing. This story is so good. It's yes. so awkward. And uh, the Panthers continue to lose, which yeah. is, that's the that's where the pick lies. So yep. that's where we have one. to... exactly. They got their
3: home. They got the pan. Like they're loaded with picks. <laughs> they're not going to spend either of them on a the quarterback to stick with a guy who's six and twenty-six. I like him. You like him, but it's a little weird, guys. Mm.
1: Sometimes you have to say like, "Come on, let's get hype about draft content." Mm-mm. Mm. Not that not this, this year again, getting... oh, my again. My gosh. All right, coming up, things are starting to unfold unfurl deteriorate what do you want to call it uh, speaking
4: of quarterback play and oh my yeah gosh. justin herbert
1: and the chargers <laughs> staley had some things to say too highlights from that game oh,
3: you don't yes. need to ask me that
0: question anymore you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring
1: Let's just bring Ian Rappaport now because we have to talk about this. So we saw Zach Wilson get benched, as we mentioned, in the second half. They're on a short week. They have the Black Friday game on Prime Sports uh, against the Dolphins. Wh- who are we going to see on Friday afternoon in New York?
6: No, Robert Sala was asked that exact question. And as he has defended uh, Zach Wilson, really the entire season, both publicly and privately, when he declined to offer Carson Wentz a contract uh, before last week, This was a little different. Instead of the defensive Zach Wilson saying, you know, he gives us our best chance, we're going to work with Zach, we're going to rally behind Zach, it was... There's been no decision. And generally, as we have seen this year, when a coach stands at the podium and says, I have no decision on my starter, a lot of times that means a new starter. I'm not saying it's going to be Tim Boyle on Monday against the Miami Dolphins, but for the first time, Robert Sala at least opened the door to a potential QB change. And honestly, it's upsetting for Zach Wilson, but it makes sense. I mean, at this point, we've seen a lot of Zach Wilson. The struggles have continued. The talent we know just has it been the production, and I think, for if the Jets do decide to make a change in quarterback, at least it's something the fans could rally behind during what could potentially be a tough game on Friday. And, of course, the backdrop of all this is the Aaron Rodgers potential comeback. And Rodgers has said on the Pat McAfee show pretty recently that he wants to come back, envisions to come back mid-December. My understanding is the most likely time for him to come back would be that December 24th game, which, Kyle, you've mentioned that as a a potential target plenty of times. My understanding is that is the target. And for Rodgers, he is expected to get cleared if the Jets are still in the playoff hunt, if they are still alive, and if he can protect himself, I would expect him to be out on the field. This is real. This is viable. We just don't know if the Jets, record-wise, are actually going to get there to make this happen.
1: Now, Ian, thank you so much. Now as we pivot to this Jets conversation, let's just take a look at the AFC playoff picture once again. I know we have it. Where do we stand with the Jets for the rest of the season? Because as we have talked about, mentioned ad nauseum, they made a decision to stick with this situation, Jason, and now they find themselves on the bottom right corner of our AFC playoff picture yeah. screen, which is the lurking column, which is now where Aaron Rodgers wanted to be upon his return.
5: And that's kind of where Rodgers is right now where he's lurking, he's lurking, we keep talking about his return, and obviously that's that's a little bit more contingent on where the Jets are as they're sitting at four and six. Yeah. To your point, Jamie, all the way on that right column. Jason,
3: can I make a suggestion? Go ahead. Let's. We may need another column. Like- the Chargers ain't lurking right now, guys. Yeah. We yeah. need we need a column that just says, nah. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. And maybe you can get promoted to lurking, but we're giving a huge like compliment to the Jets and Chargers for lurking. Old, yeah. mm-hmm. I think we need a nah column,
5: N-A-H. Can we please do that? Yeah, I'm with you on that. They, they don't have the same vibe as some of those other teams in, right. in that lurking column. We're kind of on the upward trajectory. But as you look at the Jets and you say, all right, where do they go from here? The offense has been historically bad. They were 0 for 11 on third down yesterday. They didn't convert Mm -hmm. not one third down. You look at that. Right now, they're 23%. They're on pace to have the worst third down percentage since 1972. It's been abysmal. They had their first touchdown on offense in 41 drives. And now you're going from Zach Wilson to possibly Tim Boyle, who doesn't have a track record of anything of an NFL quarterback. So, as I'm looking at the Jets and we keep talking about Aaron Rodgers, his return, and Christmas, at what point – for Aaron Rodgers, do you say it's kind of a wash and what would be the point yeah. of coming back? I think yesterday you saw the tipping point of frustrations with the Jets defense, which has been unbelievable throughout these last few weeks as the offensive struggle to keep them in games. We watched us Gardner suplex, uh, Stephon Diggs. We watched him give up a ton of points and that hasn't really happened this season, but a defense can only hold on for so long of being able to continue to hold opponents, hold opponents when the offense isn't holding up their end of the bargain or just three and mm-hmm. out, three and out. The Defense eventually tires out. So for this Jets team, I don't really know where they can go. I don't know Tim Boyle coming in, if he's able to save the day and are able to do more right. on offense. So it's a struggle. I don't know that we see Aaron Rodgers this year.
4: That's an interesting take. That All that lead up to that last sentence. You don't think we see
5: Rodgers? No. I, I think for me, personally, the torn Achilles, him coming back, even if they were rolling right now, was I think an so up So all battle. this
4: conjecture, all these stories, everything we hear, Ian you know, every Sunday, and Jay Glazer every Sunday, and all of us here saying, as an ex-player,
5: you're like, I don't see it. I don't see I think that, 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 is, uh, uh, that is very, very hard to do. And I'm not trying to say Aaron Rodgers and be one of them. It, but it's just uh, that's very hard for me to believe that he was going to be able to come back. And everything we saw in the pregames looked awesome. It's totally different of reacting and people put, coming I, at you. I only and, put
4: you in the blender on that because guys in my role, guys in Kyle's role, guys in guys in and gals and James, we're all like it. And yet, to a man. Every ex-player yeah. I talk to seems to be like, "That eh, ain't happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> and, and, and that might be a physical thing that you guys have been through it and you guys have seen enough Achilles, but like, I still think it will. And I think it's going to be an interesting deal if they're out of contention and they're already looking at 2025 mm-hmm. or 2024, sorry, and Rogers is like, I want to play. And is anyone going to be in that building to say, you're not playing? Mm. That's where it's going to be. I've worked my way back to this. I have worked at this crazy pace. I am good to go. I'm playing And from what we've gathered, they haven't said no to Rodgers about much. Is there going to be somebody there in the building that's like, actually, no. We're going to make you wait another eight months to get back on the field. Mm. That's what's going to be fascinating, because I think it's fair to say they're probably not rattling off a bunch of victories right now. Well,
3: I, I I think I have it. I've been sticking to this December 24th game. They play the Commanders at home on December 24th. It's week 16 of the NFL season. Right now they're four and six. Jason's talking about could he possibly do it physically? I'm more interested in the is there anything left of the Jets mm-hmm. if he were to. I think you have to go three and one over the next four games. Three and one, which is a lot. So you go three and one from here on out. You are seven and seven at a home game against the commanders. Rodgers plays. It's a miracle. It's Christ touching lepers. Like we, we did it. <laughs> oh my God, he's back! Lepers. I think they have to go three and one. So they got Miami, Atlanta, Houston, Miami again. You got to beat the Dolphins at least once. And this is with this like Trevor, Boyle, Simeon, Wilson, whatever the hell Franken quarterback you're going to put out there. You got to get three wins over the next month. Or Rogers is going to completely waste this effort of coming back, whether yeah. it's real or not, because you're coming back and the team's five and ten or well, something. Also, the offensive line is a misery. Terrible. Like I I don't know
4: who's getting anything done, and I guess that's me giving a pass to Zach Wilson. But you're watching all season, off season. It was: do they have a backup quarterback? Apparently, they don't. Do they have an offensive line that can back up if one of these veteran guys, who's 36,
3: 37 Mm -hmm. years old,
4: Dwayne Brown goes down?
3: I know they haven't. I don't think. I don't think he cares. All for years, all we've talked about is: can Rogers get back to the Super Bowl? This is his Super Bowl. I think playing I this get back season? is his Super Bowl. Hmm. I think it means everything to him. But you can't let him take the field if you're not even in the playoff contention. Someone says no to him? Okay. I don't know. About I have a that. question.
1: You're getting us to seven and seven and Rogers returning to the field. Then he has to win the next yeah. three games. So who are they playing in the final three?
3: Cleveland, New England, like they'll, they'll figure it out. It's even not a I don't
4: yeah, even think Cleveland playoffs is even a conversation. I think it's, it's we're doing Rodgers, a lot of favors. Can
3: Rodgers well, play? Yeah.
1: That's all right. Rogers might even want to play like, if
3: they're out of playoff contention. Right.
5: They might be like, no, you're not playing. I need to come back this year. I, that's, we're out. We're eliminate. I it'll don't care. I, I I can – if he feels he's healthy enough, I mean, we'll be talking about that for a very long time, the fact that he came back with a torn Achilles mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. same season. And then
1: we got to send Schrager back out to training camp to get another Aaron Rodgers interview, and it's just all going to start like again. While I'm wearing a
5: Russell Wilson jersey
4: yes. praising Sean Payton, I'll go interview Hackett oh, and Rogers. Yeah. I think uh, Russ and Rogers are very close. Uh, so. That'll go over well. yeah. <laughs>
1: We're counting down the days to – yeah, that Jets game's on the day after Thanksgiving, yeah. but think about the day before, the John Madden Thanksgiving celebration. You can watch Packers Lions 12:30 p.m. Eastern on Fox, Commanders Cowboys Turkeys just coming out of the oven 4:30 p.m. on CBS, and then finish off with like a glass of whatever. Uh, 49ers Seahawks 8:20 p.m. on NBC. I didn't want to put anybody in a corner. Are we
3: ready tonight. to start having the take that the turkey, the turkey is trash and this is like the worst? Should we food start it now? World. That's my take. Yeah. we don't weeks. even have one. You can watch everything. <laughs> Come on, on over to the, the Ham class. Family, guys. It's called the Hamley. It's ham. delicious. By the way, the Jets with that
4: center with the mustache, I said that in August. Connor? Yeah. Um, yeah that wasn't going to work. Um, <laughs> here we go. Kick things off here on NFL Network, 7 a.m. good morning football, 10 a.m. NFL game day morning. Eisen and the boys are going to be in that turkey, and then sure enough, end the day with us, because we'll have all the footage, and then guess what? Friday morning, we'll be a little, uh, <laughs>
3: what's the word? Hungover? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to look for. here. That's what I'll be. Oh,
1: we'll no. Tommy DeVito feeling himself after the day he had against the Commanders are going to break down his performance later on.
3: Tommy D. And speaking of rookie quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud kind of sort of compared himself to Steph Curry and it was a really cool soundbite through a lot of interceptions.
0: Still won. Is he still in the MVP campaign? Let's talk about it. You go into your shower feeling tired.